Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey there, closet dwellers and bold move makers. It's your host, Rick Clemens of Life Uncloseted. And we are back with another episode. And sometimes the things in life cause us to just be so confused and conflicted. And truly, none of us likes that. But, and this is a big but, well, not as big as my but, but a big but, it's sometimes necessary to, you know, have these conflicts, to make those bold moves and to go to live your life the way you're meant to do it. And sometimes we avoid conflict, which is kind of silly. I mean, okay, yeah, none of us really like it. But in the conflict so often is when we thrive. It's where we find the things that scare us and that keep us from doing the things we're meant to be, to showing up to be in places with people the way we're meant to. And that's why today I thought, you know what, I really want to explore this conflict thing. And then, of course, the universe delivers you stuff when you're most looking for it. And a friend of a friend introduced me to today's guest and said, you guys need to connect because you're both kind of doing some work around bold moves and stuff like that. And Lynn Hurdle has a really great book called Closing Conflict for Leaders. And I thought, you know what? Conflict is so critical to stepping into your truth, being who you are, living your life uncloseted, and of course, making the bold move. And I thought, I'm going to bring this girl on the podcast. So I'm so excited to have you here, Lynn. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Rick. I'm excited. Anytime I get to talk about conflict and you and I hit it off so well that I am really excited to be talking with you about conflict. Absolutely. And we did hit it off. We had a brief conversation a few weeks ago and it was like, okay, we are in the same lane. We are talking the same stuff. And I like it that you're going to bring some stuff to the conversation that, uh, honestly, Lynn, I don't believe I've ever gone this deep on conflict before in any of the shows. So it's a good time to bring it up because I do believe that conflict is where we find so many of our paths and we can resolve so many things. And it's where we find truth because we can't, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, we can't, we can't get to where we need to go without going through conflict and so I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to let Lynn take over the mic. <laughs> but um, I think you kind of are in that same space, right? Oh, absolutely. The only thing, honestly, the only thing that has really made major change in the world is conflict. I mean, conflict started it. Somebody picked it up and said, hey, this is a problem. We've got to change it. And major change came out of conflict. But the same thing can happen for us as individuals as well. And I personally am on a mission. 2018 is the start of my mission to help everyone have a better relationship with conflict. And I know that scares people <laughs> because they just like what, what's happening with conflict just fine because most of us are avoiders of conflict or if we get into it, we just try to annihilate the other person so that we can just get this done with, or then we have the people pleasers who really don't stand up for themselves in conflict. They just acquiesce 
to what other people want. And so I want to change that. I want people to actually recognize that they are going to learn a lot about themselves and about others when they get into a conflict. So why is this so important to you? Why personally is it like, okay, I want to go do this. I want to make this happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's important to me because about six years ago, I started to apply what I teach in conflict resolution to my own life. And that actually sent me to a much deeper place with conflict. I really started to examine myself in conflict and why I related the way that I did in conflict and what were the things that I could change about me. And once I started to do that and then took on clients, mm -hmm. then I started to see transformation, not just in me, but in the people I was working with. Because see, before that, Rick, what I was doing was teaching skills, right? And skills are really important. And conflict resolution skills are really important. But now I'm really teaching both skill set and mindset. And those two together are what bring real transformation. And if we don't start changing the way that we relate to and in conflict, we're gonna to continue to have what we have right now, which is just everybody, constant conflict, very few resolutions, very few relationship building happening. People are just cutting people off, unfriending people, and I mean, relatives even. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it's it, we're in a space where to me, the only place that we can go from here, if we really, really want a better world and a better life, is to start having a better relationship with conflict. And so, and I agree 100%. Um, and I say that, and then I go, okay, then start eating your own dog food, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I actually just had a conflict yesterday that I was like, oh, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> um, but I also realized that in that conflict, and I'm going to kind of springboard off of you know mm -hmm. what happened yesterday, is I also realized I'm learning a lesson that I don't have to have that energy around me if I choose not to. Mm. And I really looked at this relationship with this person and said, it's been... 10 years and we only have kind of stayed in touch very sporadically. And then for this person to come into this space with me under the guise of wanting to connect and then turns it into this whole conflicted space. And this is like the second time in the last few months this person has done this. Right. Normally, so I'm gonna put on my shoes, I'm gonna step into my high heels of people pleaser. <laughs> I would have been, oh, you know, da da da. And I yesterday in the midst of this whole thing, I said, I don't have to do this yeah. and that's okay. And I walked away from the relationship. I said, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't, and I don't need to do this right now with you, nor do I actually think I need to do it in the future. We'll see, but I don't need this right now. And I got off the phone and my husband's like, why are you shaking? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, because I didn't, I haven't done something like that in a very, very long time. And it, took me to that brink of, I knew I was all in my own conflict doing it as right. well as in conflict with that person. But the lesson that came out of it is for me, it's okay to let somebody go. Mm -hmm. But I had to cross through that conflict chasm with myself and go, oh my gosh, what is somebody going to think if you just turn your back on somebody? Mm. 
Mm. Oh, well, that's yeah. what it is. So I love this observation. You're not the only one, but I, I love this observation that many people are having right now, and especially in these interesting times yeah. <laughs> that we're living. Trying to uh -huh. be a little they bit peachy here, but I, I know at some point during this conversation, I probably won't be politically correct. Uh -huh. But it is begging the question of how easily, and again, hold my hand up, I'm guilty. Right. We just shut each other down these days. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. mm. And especially you being a woman of color, I know how much you are probably encountering this. I know myself as a yeah. gay man. Yeah, starting to encounter this more and more. It's like, nope, you don't fit the mold. So bye bye and bye bye. And it's like, really? Yeah, yeah. And I and I'm, so here's the thing that I love uh, about what you said is a few things. One is that the the lesson in it for you, like you actually looked for the lesson. A lot of times people don't look for the lessons in conflict. What they look to be is just simply right. And it really is about being able to sit back and go through and examine what it is that happened for you. So what came up for you, feelings, what came up for you in terms of triggers, and why do you think those triggers came up, and where are the roots, and then what did you learn? And one of the things that you learned is that, hey, I'm usually this people pleaser, and I'm actually looking at this particular situation, this conflict, very differently. But at the same time, you recognize that that's not necessarily how you want to encounter every conflict. So right. you don't want to cut everybody off. You just want to be able to say, in whatever instance I need to, I need to be able to free my voice to say, mm -hmm. this doesn't work, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the best thing that we can do is just not do this, mm -hmm. even if it's just not do this right now. Right? Exactly. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it'll change later on, but right now this isn't the best situation for me. But then stay open to, I can't cut everybody off. I'm going to have to be able to be in relationship, whether it's just that I'm able to converse, have conversations with people and listen to people or actually be in relationship in some tough relationship with people who are saying the kinds of things that actually drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> and I know, exactly. I know in these times I'm in those relationships yes. and, uh, and I'm grateful for them because they're helping me to grow in conflict, even as long as I've been doing this 35 years in and mm -hmm. I'm still constantly learning like, what do I do in this situation? Because I genuinely love this person as a friend. And what they're saying is like, are, are you kidding me? Really? That's your perspective? Okay, I got to sit back and try to take that in. Because otherwise, I'm like, okay, you got to go. And that's mm -hmm. not what I want to do. And that's not what we all should be doing. I think right. we can be much more uh, patient. Mm -hmm. And I think we can listen more and be more compassionate and speak up more as well for from our own perspectives, but also taking into consideration who it is we're talking with. Well, and I think too, Lynn, the thing that comes with this is another C word is where can we be more curious? Mm, yes. <laughs> because as soon as the conflict comes up, and again, I'm <clears throat> I come from a a blueprint where you do because I say, and this is the way it is. Mm -hmm, yeah. And when you're raised in that kind of blueprint, 
as much as you try not to take it in as a sponge, it still shows mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And so part of what I've seen also for myself is I, I have those tendencies. But when I stop and say, wait, what do I need to learn? Or what, what's really happening here? Or how can I be different in this moment? It's like taking a breath. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't have to react, which is what most of us do, is we mm -hmm. react instead of taking a breath and responding. In fact, I was doing this with a client the other day because he's about to go through a very big change in his life. He's about to come out of the closet to his wife, and wow. he's very nervous about it. Yeah. However, that relationship has been in conflict and actually has been done for about five years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is not a reactor. He is not a responder. He is, he just takes it. So he's yeah. a pleaser. Yes. And I said, you're going to probably find as you start to go through this journey, especially through this initial piece of coming out, you're going to go into conflict with yourself mm -hmm. because the people pleaser is not going to be able to please the person that you're coming out to. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to be able to do because when you say I'm gay, unless there's just something really strange, which could happen. I mean, I've seen, I have seen it happen maybe once or twice where the spouse says, Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> you know, right. but right. preparing him for that space, of you are about to, he knows that conflict is coming, but I don't think he realizes that there's going to be an internal conflict that suddenly shows mm -hmm. up in the midst of this mm -hmm. that he's going to be blindsided by. Right. And that he's not going to see. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I love that you, you started with what I say in my book, I describe as conflict stories, that we all have conflict stories. That's, that's the first introduction, if you will, to conflict. And yeah. that introduction happened in the, uh, in the households where we were raised, right? Or wherever yeah. we were raised. Some yep. of us weren't in households, but wherever we were raised, we all have conflict story. And that stays within us. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that we're in a conflict, the potential is there to be triggered based on that story. And when we are triggered, unless we have other tools, the potential is there for us to react in the same mm -hmm. way in which conflict was introduced to us. So exactly. as you said, you know, hey, my way or the highway sort of thing, right? If people yelled in your, and when you were being raised and that's how conflict was done, unless you have learned to do differently and really get it, yep. then you're going to yell, avoid, please, whichever it is, take your mm -hmm. pick, but you can yep. trace the roots back to your conflict story. Mm -hmm. So I, I think a lot of people don't do that. Oh, no, I, I, I can guarantee you that the majority of people mm -hmm. don't do that. Because when people come to me, what they're looking for is to be able for me to agree with them about how wrong the other person is. Right. They, they are never looking at, hey, I really want to understand myself in conflict first, mm -hmm. right? Because the truth is in every conflict that you are in the one common denominator is you and so until you start to explore that with yourself mm -hmm. you are always going to see it as the other person's fault mm -hmm. and to this has been a hard one for me but as i started this journey of coming out and then doing the work and and continuing to do the work you know anybody listening <laughs> this is not a one and done this is like yeah. a constant <laughs> thing we all work with Yes. One of the things that I first would react to 
and then I've started to like put into my own inner dialogue is what did you contribute? Mm -hmm. What are you contributing? And uh, about a year ago, a situation came up that did lead me to walking away from quite a few people's lives because it was a space where I had been wrongly accused of something and there was no way I could like be in it, even though I sat there and said, okay, what did I contribute? What did I contribute? Right. But it, if I hadn't had that tool in my own hands to mm -hmm. use, I probably could have like completely gone off the <laughs> the rails and made it worse instead of saying it's better that we don't even attempt to be in a relationship. Yeah. And this was a big group of people, a good sized group of people. But I also know because I was there and able to do it in that way by saying, okay, I've looked at what I've contributed. I've tried to open the doorway. I've tried to see it from as many angles as I can. And I feel solid in myself. I'm following my heart. I'm listening to my soul. I'm trusting my instinct on this one. This is the best way to go. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people don't. And I think part of it is truly, as you said, Lynn, it's owning your blueprint in mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. many ways. In fact, I'm getting, ready, <laughs> I'm getting ready to do a workshop in a couple of weeks with um, some young men in a university setting about men and masculinity. And I'm actually asking them the question, where did your masculinity blueprint come from? Hmm. Great question. Because it's similar <laughs> to the where's the conflict blueprint. Right? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. And it's all about helping each of us own that. This isn't about blame. This is yeah. about owning where it came from and going, okay, now I see it. And it's kind of, and I love using the metaphor of the blueprint, because if you don't like what the architect put together, you can say, let's move that wall. Let's put mm -hmm. this window here. Let's put this doorway here. Yeah. And then that's things right. shift around. Right. And I love that too, because, you know, so much of my work, I, I've done a lot of work over the years with young people, but I've done a lot of work with, with adults mm -hmm. as, as well. And often I will hear, well, I've just got a bad temper. So, you know, that's just me. And the truth is, if you really do the work and explore, first of all, even where that expression came from, because it really is an expression, right? Mm -hmm. That was yep. taught to you that that's what that is, right? It, I, I say complex and the way that we view it is a construct, right? Yes, we, it, it was definitely put upon us. Therefore, we can deconstruct it mm -hmm. and we can construct something new, just like you said with your blueprint. And I want to also say that well, you talked about being a gay man and, and me being a, a woman of color, that the conflict of coming out mm -hmm. happens so often, you know, it's like over and over again. Like you said, it's not a one and done, no. right? Because you you come out over and over again, depending on who you trust to come out to. Great. And then I, as a as a black woman, I'm often in predominantly white spaces. That's just the way the world is, yep. right? Yep. Especially here in this country. And so I'm always in the in in the midst of the conflict of okay, so how am I going to handle this situation? Exactly. or if something is said and I'm like oh am I really going to speak to that or I'm just going to just let this go because I can't do it right mm -hmm. it's that same kind of thing where I don't feel safe enough to say something in this moment 
right? And that is, that's, that's a lot of conflict to sit with. So yes. the more comfortable that we become with it, with our inner conflict and have, and have the ability to be able to speak up or to sit back and be all right with that because we can uh, analyze it for ourselves later and be okay with what we did or decide, well, I didn't hit the mark this time. I'm going to do something else the next time. The more we can do that with conflict, the better we feel. But you brought up something that <clears throat> I think is very interesting and could help a lot of listeners. So what, what do you do when you don't feel safe mm -hmm. in that conflict? Because that can keep you from saying anything. Yet That's right. in so many ways, that can also be the best time to say something, even though you don't feel safe. So how do you find that balance of, okay, I don't feel mm -hmm. safe, but I know I really should be saying something because that might actually be the thing that changes this whole dynamic. Yeah, listen more. It's always, listen more. Listen, listen, listen more. And the reason I say that is because often, number one, we listen to the point at which we want to interrupt someone. And that's usually early in the game, right? So yeah. we're missing the potential to have this whole other conversation because we haven't listened long enough. But also listen for what it is then you could speak up on because it might be that that remark that really triggered you is just too much to take on but if you're listening more and then you're clarifying so this is so this am i getting this right like this is what you're you're saying in this moment then you may find that nugget that says okay well this is the piece that at least i want to address and you find a way to address that particular piece. But you don't have to address the entire menu. You could just pick a piece and say, hey, I gotta speak up on this and I'll feel better because I did. Yeah, and I think for many people that safety issue, um, and especially again, I'm gonna bring it back to our own, <clears throat> our own personal experiences as a gay man and as a black woman, there are spaces where we are not going to feel safe, mm -hmm. that it literally could be physically harmful for us to take a stand. Right. However, when those spaces happen, what I've learned to do is, so I'll give a really good example. We went to the movies the other day, it's been about a month ago, and it was just right after the movie Love, Simon had come out. We'd already seen it, but we were standing, uh -huh. in, we had, we were standing in line to see something else, and <laughs> the people in front of us, so there were two sets of people in front of us. One group, one, two guys said, oh, I guess we could go see Love, Simon, you know, about that gay stuff. And then the woman who wasn't with them, right behind them, she said, as if we all need to see that. Oh. And I, I stood right there going, this is one of those moments. I don't know if I want to say anything, but what it gave me the opportunity to do is to go within myself and go, okay, now how do I want to react to this in the future? Mm -hmm. Something like that comes up. This is where the learning starts because definitely there was conflict there. I was conflicted right. in myself. Should I say something? Should I not? Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of one of those spaces. It was in a space that I wasn't, I had never been to this particular movie theater I kind of know the lay of the land as far as kind of people I believe, you know, live in that area. It could be 50-50, you know, <laughs> right. whatever, right? What it gave me the opportunity to do was to go, okay, so how would I would like to respond? Mm -hmm. And what I came away from it with was, 
Well, I think the arts are a beautiful thing and seeing people in their truest selves actually is worth all of us watching. Yeah. Doesn't say I'm gay. Doesn't say it's anything. It's coming from a space of, I heard you. So let me tell you what I heard. Let me share something different than I hear. That doesn't mean it couldn't still go down that other path, but from that space, then I feel more empowered to go, well, as a gay man, I feel very empowered that these kind of things are happening because it's sharing the stories. It's showing people that we're actually human, just like you guys. Yeah. Whereas if I had reacted in that moment, I would have said, fuck you, you know, mm-hmm. you just offended me. Da, 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 if I would have let that part of myself show up. Yeah. I think this is the power of conflict, you know, mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. I so badly wanted to have this conversation because so much of coming out to make a bold move and to live your uncloseted life, whatever those either one are, is going to take you into conflict and out the other side. That's right. And the more that you can respond rather than react, the, oh my gosh, the lessons that are there for you. And I love again that you said, okay, now how would I have wanted to? So that's practice time. And I absolutely tell people, you got to practice. You, you have to be able, I do role plays when I do work with people and even in my coaching, not just in my workshops and seminars, but just let's role play this because you think you know what you would say or want to say or how it'll come across, but you really don't until you put it out there. So what is it that you would say or, or would want to say in this situation? And I know I get a lot of practice. I'm, I'm in New York and I'm on the subways. So I get to listen in so much and I get the opportunity to say to myself, so what would you say or do in that mm-hmm. situation if this conflict was about you or with this other person or what, what would you say? coach this person to do differently in the conflict situation that they're in because you've got to, you've got to be prepared. And so many of us want to go home and just stew or, or rant and, and react and be in total reaction mode rather than in learning mode. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and again, I'm going to use myself as a good example of that. I know when I allow myself to just go and stew, nothing gets done. (laughs) The conflict actually gets worse Yes, because then I don't have the other person or situation. It's not even happening in that moment. So (laughs) we're not in the present moment. We're not able to work through this. We're stewing and sitting there. And even as this thing unraveled yesterday and my husband, like, you know, started to talk me off the ledge, so to speak, I finally said, you know, I just need to be with this right now. Mm-hmm. I need to be in this conflict within myself. Yes. And yes. I went and I just spent some time sitting alone, sitting on my little meditation pillow going, mm-hmm. okay, how do I want to be here? Simply because I knew that's what I needed in that moment. Yeah. That's now, right. Old Rick that still shows up from time yeah. to time would rant uh-huh. and, and uh-huh. just throw uh-huh. a fit and did it, which is another form of conflict. That's fine. Yes. That's another way of manifesting it. But I've learned for me and because of my blueprint, my father used to not so much now used to just go off the rails and his father used to go off the rails. All his brothers go off the rails because <laughs> that's how they did it. Yeah. And as yep. much as I hated that, I had now am able to see it's in my DNA. Mm-hmm. So if I don't want that DNA to manifest, I got to practice and I got to work at it. That's right. 
Me too. And I think people who avoid the conflict, (laughs) if you're listening, which probably a lot of you are hearing this and going, "Uh uh-huh, that's me. You can't avoid it. You got to practice it. Yeah. You got to be in it. You've got to just be committed to the relationship, having a better relationship with conflict. That means you've got to be in relationship Mm -hmm. with it because folks, it's not going away ever. Mm -hmm. Conflict's always going to be here. It's always going to be a part of our lives. So why not have a good relationship with it? So where do you see the spike in conflict, like in current time? I mean, I know we can probably answer that. I feel like there's a threat. I feel like there's actually a common thread here at this point. Uh, Yeah, Uh, here's the spike for me. The more fear that gets perpetuated, the more conflict exists. People are very, very fearful and it is being, the flames are being fanned for fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's on all sides, it's all around. It's in every area of our lives, Mm -hmm. not just in politics. Yeah, that's huge, totally fear-based. But also if you look in parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Fear-based parenting relationships. I mean, it's all based on proceeding with fear or withdrawing because of fear or attacking because of fear. And I see that really affecting so many of us. And then the frustration around having to be in conflict so much that you're just not prepared. People are not prepared to deal with the amount of conflict that has suddenly come up. And I shouldn't even say suddenly because for some of us, you know, our communities, right? The conflict has been there, right? We've always been in conflict. Uh, Welcome to our world. The rest of you who are now just discovering it because of where we are, mostly politically, Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, this has been happening, you know, it's so much when we talk about when we're looking at what's happening in uh, to uh, black people. And, and I think uh, Will Smith said, racism is not new, you know, just we're just filming it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always exactly. been here. That's all, been. That's, that's all that's new is that mm-hmm. we're actually able to get it on video now. Mm-hmm. But it really to me, it's just all of this fanning of fear and hatred, which is, which is fear to me. If you, if you really can get to the place where you can honestly say that you hate people or a certain group of people or whatever, that's based on a tremendous amount of fear. And you really do need the work of going within to figure out and examine where is this coming from? Because it isn't based in anything that's real. It's only based in what has been constructed for you. And the thing that I find so interesting is I think in this conflicted space, we're starting to not starting to again, just like you said, it's, it's, it hasn't just started. It's been bubbling there for God knows how long. What I find so interesting is now there's, there's levels, there's levels of conflict. Oh no, no, no. I get to have, I get to be in my conflict space because of this and you don't, you can't be there. No, you, you don't have the ace card on conflict, you know, and this one surprised me. I was working with a potential client or going through just an introductory. Okay. Let's kind of have a talk, see if this is a good fit and happened to be someone who is not coming out, but has been out for years and years and years. And I made the comment of, Oh yeah, I can relate to that. You know, when I came out, you know, 18 years ago and, he literally stopped me mid-sentence and said, 
then you can't relate to that. Because if you only came out 18 years ago, you have no clue. Wow. And I thought, okay, first of all, not my client, mm-hmm. which I was okay with because I'd already kind of picked up on some of the things that this person was saying that this was not a good fit. And I said, you know, I'm really surprised by what you just said, but, you know, I really appreciate it because quite honestly, it helped me see that I need to talk more about my conflict actually started at the age of four. Mm-hmm. And I may not have come out till I was 36, but I fought my sexuality every bit as hard as yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And that's when he got really silent and he, he, in his own way, apologized, but still had to have the last dig up. But you're, you still don't quite get it. I'm like, let's not do this layers of conflict stuff. Mm-hmm. All of us have in our minds that our conflict is bigger than anybody else's so let's just we're human this is how we operate and i think this is one of the spaces that if we could start to heal using conflict as a healing tool and see each other's conflict as just as important to you as my conflict is important to me Mm -hmm. And go, so now how can we help each other to the best of our abilities? Yeah. Doesn't mean we're going to agree. Right. <laughs> I know. And help me understand your conflict more. Exactly. Like, yes. You know, help and, me and understand. Please, and please listen to mine till the, uh, and try to understand you mine. Know that, Lynn, right? This is one, Lynn, this is one of the, it's one of the ones that always gets me. And I don't, I haven't had a lot of conflict, conflict with it lately, but every once in a while, I'll have a, a very devout, person of faith, mm-hmm. get on their soapbox about me being gay. Right. And I just let them go. I just let them keep going. And then I'm like, well, you know, I'm really glad you shared that with me because it's really helped me see something. But the one thing you still haven't helped me see is how me being gay actually is impacting your life mm. and what you do day in, day out. Yep. And Nine times out of 10, that just pisses them off more because <laughs> they don't know how to answer that. It would be the same thing of somebody saying, you saying to someone, so please explain to me how the color of my skin is keeping you from being who you need to be in your life. Right. Exactly. And, and I think that's the point of conflict when people can get to that space where they're basically, because that question is, I'm asking you to think. I'm asking you to be curious. I'm asking you to really come from a logical split space and explain yourself. Yeah. And I don't Absolutely. think most times people in conflict realize conflict is not logical until you start to use it as a logical tool to mm-hmm. fix things. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say uh, my motto is conflict is here to teach us about ourselves. Period. That's what it's here. Because once you learn about you, it's a whole different insight into others, right? You, you, you can become much more patient with others and listen to others because you understand that this, you are not an easy person. You know, none of us are. As easy as we think we are, we're not. Once we start examining ourselves within and start looking at those stories that are in there and the wounds that are in there and the triggers that are in there that come out when we are met with difference of opinion, different perspective. Once we start looking at that, we recognize we're all pretty complex. And so Mm -hmm. we really do have to lean in and listen more. Yeah. 
Well, Lynn, I'm so glad we got connected. And before we go, I want to remind people that the book is called Closing Conflict for Leaders, but I'm going to say it's Closing Conflict for anybody <laughs> because I literally got, and it's just, okay, so this is one of those books that you hear people say, oh, you can digest it in a day. Quite honestly, you can actually take it in and you can probably read through it in an hour. If you're really slow, maybe two hours. There's so many things that you can digest in this. In fact, I got to page nine, which is only into the introduction. And the first thing I highlighted was where it said conflict is both inevitable and necessary. And I thought, okay, I know I'm going to read through this and I'm going to get some stuff very quickly. So, so yes, it's conflict, closing conflict for leaders. Her name is Lynn Marine Hurdle. She's the conflict closer, and trust me, if you need help getting through some conflict, I think she's your gal. Thank you. I'm pretty damn sure she's your gal. And, I'm your gal. Yeah, exactly. So before we wrap it up here, Lynn, if there was anything you wanted to leave the listeners with that would really help them in this um, space, I mean, I know conflict is here to help us learn about ourselves. I was like, okay, there's my Oprah tweet moment right there, but um, <laughs> something else you'd love to just leave the listeners with before we wrap it up here today. Yes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about and explore your conflict stories. Start there, because once you do that, you start to understand that conflict really is about me and what I bring to it. And I've got to really look at that and start to figure out, so what is real? about what I've learned about conflict and what can I unlearn and what do I need to do it better? Mm -mm -mm. Okay, there you go. Well, thank you so much again, Lynn. It's just been great spending this time with you. I know if you and I could, we would go on and on for a good couple hours <laughs> talking about this stuff because it's so important, especially... Yes. I'm, I'm going to say, especially in this day and age, for us to each harness our energy around conflict and hold ourselves accountable because it truly is, what is this about me when we look at conflict? And um, to just really learn to embrace it and hold it for what it is, which is a tool for learning about ourselves. So thank you again for being here and being such a great inspiration. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>